Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes where we look back at content from our earlier years, sometimes single stories, sometimes whole episodes. Keep in mind that years ago, people might have worded things differently than they would today. As always, the title of the whole series, Risk, is itself a content warning. This week, a story that Sam J. first shared on the podcast in October of 2016. Here's Sam now with a story we call A Tale of Two Virginities. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? So usually I tell a series of like short stories, but I'm going to tell you two stories tonight that connect for a very weird reason. Like, this is the tale of two virginities. Let's just put it like that. So, before I was uh, this, I slept with a few dudes, you know? I fucked some guys. I was figuring my life out, figuring out who I was, trying to get the spice of life, you know what I mean? And so I lost my virginity to a guy, and I was very young. I was way too young to be even thinking about sex. And it was definitely like a peer pressure thing. Everybody in my neighborhood was like fucking, and all the girls were acting like they were enjoying it, even though now I know they weren't. But they were pretending like it was fucking awesome. And I was like, I need to get a piece of that action. So at 15, I picked a guy. And that's kind of first how you, I should have known, like, eh, maybe I'm not so straight. Because there was no love involved. I just picked a good specimen. Like, you get <laughs> sperm from the sperm bank. I was just like, he has all the stuff. He's got light eyes, he's light-skinned, his hair is curly. This will do. This will work out. This should be great. He's the idea of attractive. And I picked him. I was like, ah, we're going to do it. And I'm ready. So I picked the night. I got myself all ready to go. I uh, made sure my underwear were very clean. <laughs> very clean. I mean, there's only so much you're doing at 15. I made sure my underwear were clean. I put on a new sports bra. Broke out. <laughs> 
broke out my best teen spirit and I was like, I'm fucking doing this. It's gonna happen. And I get to his house and uh, we're making out awkwardly because that's what young people do because we're dumb and we don't know what's up. And he's like, oh, let's go to my room. And I'm like, cool. And we get in his room and we're kissing and he puts my hand on his penis and I think he had an erection. To this day, I'm not sure if it was an erection. <laughs> to this day, I don't know what it was. <laughs> because I encountered plenty of dicks after that and it never measured up to the other one. So I don't know if it was, I don't know what the fuck, but I touched it, whatever. I was a fucking a daring girl, okay? Living my life. <laughs> and so he had me touch it and I touched it and I was like rubbing it like, like, like that, because I didn't know. I was just handling it, just doing stuff. Just doing shit, you know what I mean? We're kissing. He licked my boobs, but I was very flat-chested, so it was just weird as fuck. It was like he was licking like my rib cage. It was just all weird. I was flat-chested and a very athletic young lady, and, uh, but we were trying to make sex happen. We were two young people trying to fuck, you know what I mean? And as we were making out and I was groping his junk, I wasn't really that into it. So I was trying to find motivation. So I was thinking about guys that I liked at the time, other than him, like famous dudes, which is another big red flag. Cause I realized now that every famous dude I liked was questionably a homosexual. Like I was very attracted to femininity in men. Like I liked Ryan Phillippe and Justin Timberlake, which if they made out, you would think that was a lesbian couple kissing. Uh, <laughs> and I had a big crush for Cisco from Drew Hill. I was like, I was all about, and he's obviously the gayest dude to ever be allowed to act like he likes women besides Prince, who's not gay, he's a god. But um, those were the dudes I was into. So I'm going through my Justin Timberlake, Cisco, Ryan Phillippe Rolodex, mostly Ryan Phillippe Cruel Intentions images, trying to, make this connection with this dude happen. And we get into it, well, he gets into it, and he starts taking stuff off, and I'm timidly like taking off my um, sweatpants. <laughs> Cause I was a young dyke at heart and didn't know how to be sexy at all. So I had like sweatpants and a baseball jersey on. But it was back in the 90s where you could like get away with that and just be a tomboy. So it was cool. So I was taking all that stuff off. He was taking his stuff off. We were doing the heavy kissing and all that. And so he's like, you ready? And I was like, I guess. And he gets a condom, which now I'm pretty sure was too big. Cause I don't think they make condoms for 15 year old dicks. Cause 15 year olds aren't supposed to be fucking. So I'm pretty sure it wasn't an accurate size or anything. But he gets this thing and he puts it on and I'm like, all right, this is gonna happen. And he puts it in and I don't feel it. I have no idea if it's in or not in, but he's making faces like it's in. So I'm like, okay, it's in. And I'm just gonna go with this energy. <laughs> which is how women learn how to have sex, which is so fucked up. And, and why we don't orgasm until like we're 40, because it's like, this is what we learn to do. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I guess it's evident. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize this was gonna get so personal. <laughs> and he goes, and he puts it in, and he's on top of me. 
And uh, I don't know, maybe five minutes, maybe 20. I don't even know how much time has gone by. But I'm getting bored. I'm getting physically and visibly uninterested. At least I think I am, but he is so into it. I'm like, maybe to him, he doesn't get it. I'm totally out of it. I don't care. But we had left the TV on on low because we needed some light, you know? And young people, we don't have candles. We don't know how to be sexy. So we just let the glow of the TV set the ambiance. And uh, he's on top of me and I peek over his shoulder to see the TV and I realized that the NBA finals were on. <laughs> East Coast finals, big game. Reggie Miller, Jordan, it's now tied up. It's a game four. Miller had been accused of pushing off of Jordan the last game. This was Jordan's time for redemption. So at this point, I had locked the fuck in. So every time he would move, I would kind of adjust myself to see the game over his shoulder. And he thought that I was like thrusting myself towards him. But I just wanted to see what the fuck was going on. And it was the fourth quarter and it got really intense. And Jordan had the ball, it was tied up. He was about to push off Miller to go for the fucking fadeaway. And I reacted and he thought I was reacting to him, but I wasn't. I was reacting to Jordan, which is how else I should have known I was very gay. And not about penis, but it took me a while to wake up. And as that's going on, I'm like, this is fantastic. And as like the moment of climax for me, and I guess for him was happening for two very different reasons, his brother who just got out of jail walked in the room. So his ex-con brother walks in very casually and he's like, oh, you beating that shit up, huh? <laughs> that's what's up. I just gotta get some stuff out the closet <laughs> and I'm gonna be out of here. And now I'm like, God, I get it. You know, like I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> it's fucking nice. <laughs> and as he's exiting the room, he stops, shows his brother a magnum condom. And he's like, yo, next time you gotta hit it with one of these and walks out as if he didn't realize we were both 15. You know what I mean? It was so fucking weird. And I leave and I feel terrible because I'm like, this was, just wasn't love. It wasn't the connection that I wanted. I, um, I throw away my brand new Calvin Klein underwear because now they're spotted because I've broken my flower. <laughs> and I just curl up in the bed and go like, my mom was right. You know, you gotta wait for love. You can't just go out here trying shit. I never called the dude again. He's calling me like crazy. I'm avoiding him, which is a weird way to do the guy who took your virginity. And I'm pretty sure it's why he's gay now. So we both ended up <laughs> gay for very different reasons, I think. And life moves on. I, I keep it tight, as the saying goes, for the years to come. I decide I'm gonna wait for love and I get a boyfriend eventually, a steady boyfriend in high school, and it's the right way, you know? It's the way young love should be, hand jobs after school, <laughs> Taco Bell dates, when we felt really fancy, chilies, you know what I mean? We did it all right, the movies, Hello Kitty presents on Valentine's Day, quality, sweet, good love, and eventually we do it, and I still fucking hate it, right? 
And now I'm really confused because I'm like, but I love him, so I don't get this. And it was the worst because I wanted to like it. Like the first thing was just an experiment to know what my vagina does when a dick's inside it. That's really what I wanted. I was like, how does it work? I hear a lot about it, let me experience it. But the second time was for love and I still didn't like it, I was still very uncomfortable. And I went to my female friends because I really wanted to like it. So they always talk about how much they love sex. I was like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. I'm like, hey ladies, every time he gets on top of me, I'm uncomfortable, I don't know where to put my boobs, I'm moving them left, I'm moving them right. Do I just not move them? Do I let them hang? What's the rule with that shit? I'm unsure. He sweats on me a lot, it drips, it hits my face in places. I don't really appreciate that. Not a fan. He moves up and down a lot. Sometimes his balls hit my butt in a weird way that I don't like. I notice that, it throws me off my rhythm. I don't know, this is weird. And then he just comes and he goes to sleep and I am so unsatisfied in this process. What am I doing wrong? And they were like, bitch, you are in love. That's how it works. Get married together forever. And I was like, I don't think so. And then we broke up. So I go on my journey and I meet a girl. And now this is the first girl that I'm like, maybe I like girls, which is like a huge awakening. Cause like for a long time you can go through life being like, everybody likes Cheetos. So I like Cheetos. And then you taste like Cape Cod jalapeno kettle chips. And you're like, holy fuck. I didn't know shit could be this good when it comes to something that comes out of bag, yes. And so that's how it was when I met this girl. I was like, whoa, a girl, and I'm liking her, I'm digging her, and I think like I wanna fuck this girl. Huge. Cause I didn't know how gay I was until I even met this girl. You know what I'm saying? Like I walked around my life thinking, I'm gonna marry a dude, we're gonna have like monthly threesomes <laughs> on a nice beach. It's gonna be great. We'll both like do this weird threesome thing, but I'm gonna still like be with a guy. And this was the first girl where I was like, maybe I can be with a girl. And it was a big deal, you know? How gay are you, Samari? Are you just like play with titties gay or are you eat pussy gay? Questions you have to ask yourself when you're about to step into this territory. What is it? Who are you? And I was like, nah, man, I'm eat pussy gay, I think. I think. I think I am. I think I can eat a pussy. I think I'm capable. I don't think I'm, you know, maybe. But it was still weird. And it was the night I was going to do it. I decided this is the night you're going to eat this pussy. And I got her home. And I had to really, like, mentally get myself in zone. Because I was still very nervous. You know what I mean? Very weirded out by it in some ways. Weirded out by myself and where I was willing to go. You know, a lot of in the mirror conversation in the bathroom. Just like, you got this. You are a champion. A lot of John Madden in the huddle. I'm going to eat this pussy tonight. Go, 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 go. You are fucking ready. I get myself geared up, come out the bathroom, ready to go, charged up. I'm going to take this pussy down like a fucking champion. I know I am, confident. And then she laid down on the bed and she opened her legs and I realized I had never seen a vagina from this perspective. I've seen mine from this perspective. I had never seen it quite like that. I was not ready at all. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. 
what is that? I was kind of poking at it a little, like, how does it even? I wanted to tell her to close her legs and like, let's just go to church and figure it out. Let's just pray and get ourselves together. And in that moment that I'm like freaking out under these covers, head in the cover, staring at a vagina, her uncle walks in the room. <laughs> her uncle walks in the room because she lives in the basement of this house with her family. So her grandmother lives there, her brother lives there, she lives there, another uncle lives there. She's African, I should have said that up front. She's African, so everyone lived in one house. She lived in the basement of this house. Her uncle just got out of jail moved into the basement with her because he didn't have anywhere to go. The only available bathroom was in her room. So her just out of jail uncle bust in the room and he's like, I need to use the bathroom so y'all gonna have to hold on for a few minutes. At this point, I'm like, so just jail dudes are so used to group sex scenarios <laughs> that they don't even flinch at this shit. They just proceed. <laughs> so he's like, I got to use bathroom. You guys hold on. He proceeds to go in the bathroom and take a two minute shit. <laughs> Plop noises and straining noises. The whole nine, a very audible two minute shit. <laughs> and once again, because I was having a panic attack, I was like, Touche, guy. <laughs> you know me well. <laughs> All my sexual experiences have been balanced, at least my first times, by an ex-con in urgent need of some bullshit. Y'all been cool, peace. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.